it's not linear and embracing the fact that it's all part of the process, that there is going to be failures. There are going to be very difficult times, but the important thing, I guess, is just showing up, like just going back every day, even if it's a little bit, it'll take care of itself. Hi friends, are you currently walking through a season in your life that feels unexpectedly difficult as a result of a major decision or occurrence, particularly one that involved uprooting your well-established life well into your adulthood and you found yourself in a situation where you're faced with the uphill task of rebuilding your life from scratch? Along with that excitement and possibilities also came anxiety and uncertainty. You're trying your done best to figure out how to fit in, how to stand out and everything in between. You're over small talks and you yearn for something more intimate, something deeper, something more honest and meaningful. You're ready to walk away from the resentment and negativity and from feeling lost and drained and you want to start taking charge and welcoming a life that's more intentional, more whole and more joyful. Most of all, you wish for a life where you can still live out your purpose and do what lights you up from within. If you're saying yes to all of the above, this podcast is for you. Join me as I take you along on my journey of being a fairly new migrant from Singapore to the US and share with you the ups and downs, the ins and outs of my new life in this new city and how I was able and continue to find the support to tools, and community to help me arrive at a version of my life that's more aligned with my heart, head, and soul. We will hear from other experts, migrants, and transplants of this shared yet personal journey of living abroad, navigating the adjustments, tapping into their resiliency, and living out their lives in an intentional and purposeful way. We will also hear from guest experts, from therapists to wellness coaches to artists, and hear them share with us some tips, advice, and resources to support and inspire you as you continue to courageously navigate through this season. Together, we'll grow through what we go through. Together, we'll stand resilient and rooted. I'm your host, friend, and ally Lillian, and I'm beyond grateful and excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Resilient and Rooted podcast. I hope you're well and thank you so much for arriving here with me. I've been a little quiet on social media lately. Partly it's due to how hectic work has been, has continued to be really, but the other part of it is I've been I've been having a lot of introspection lately. I think it's a combination and a result of um, quite a few big milestones in my life just kind of happening at the same time, having to sell my car, my first car here when I first came to the US, and then also at the moment trying to go through the process of renewing my visa with my company. Um, So it dawned on me while going through all the different processes that it's been almost three years now since I'm here. It's going to be three years in September. How time flew. It it feels like it's not quite that long, yet it's also not really too short a time. It's been such a ride. And when I um, look back at the last three years of my time here, it's a myriad of occurrences. It's combinations of so many types of um, new events, new life events, new discoveries about myself, new awareness that I've developed about myself that I didn't even knew I was capable of, the growth 
the ability to stay resilient, the ability to be positive, the amount of strength that I didn't know I had, the ability to learn new life skills, new skills, the ability to learn how to love myself better and protect myself better, what it means to draw up healthy boundaries and what it means to to adopt here, what it means to be a minority in a place like the U.S., that's um, so much there and yet still so much to to discover, so much to unpack. And I am I'm staying hopeful. I am I'm staying positive, letting my heart stay open and willing to trust the process but what's to come my way. Speaking of trusting the process, today on the podcast, I have a dear, dear friend who had joined me in a conversation that is so hearty and so heartwarming and just thinking about it makes my heart smile. And she and I talked more in detail about what it means to trust the process. So on the podcast today, we have with us a dear friend of mine, Tracy Boo. Tracy is someone whom I had the fortune to meet and acquaint with since last March. She and I both joined the same coaching program. It's a 12-week coaching program to help us uh, figure out what it is that we love and how to make money doing so. And I, in the sea of students, I noticed her because she is Asian. And I remember how fascinated and intrigued I was when I learned about her journey and her story. So Tracy is a musician. She is a violinist and she's currently studying music in Switzerland. Her birthplace is actually in Vegas. So she and I took the opportunity to talk about each of our own individual experiences when it comes to finding home in a foreign land and what it means to to try to live a life that's still intentional, joyful, and purposeful in our everyday life in a land that's aside from the one that we were born in. We also jived about how important it is to give ourselves more credit, to be more kind to ourselves when we talk to ourselves, just like we would to a best friend, and also how important it is to just take the next right step forward, no matter how messy it is. Well, I hope you would find value and uh, lots of joy in this conversation ahead. I hope you would stay around to the end because I have an important announcement to make. So without further ado, here is Tracy. Take a listen. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for making time to come on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And this is, um, yeah, I'm a bit nervous, actually. I'm <laughs> outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you said yes, though. I know this is going to be so fun already, just from knowing who you are and how you are. Just as a background uh, for my listeners, me and Tracy actually got to know each other through a coaching program that we signed up in March of 2020 at the beginning of where the entire world just like turned around upside down. And we found each other in a coaching program, which I know me and her are still very much part of. We're still actively participating in the alumni group and we've gotten um, just so much value big and small ways out of that whole program. And I'm so glad to like see a fellow Asian female face in there because you don't really see that many in there. So when I was like, oh my God. So I started noticing Tracy, obviously. I was, I'm so curious what she here for, what she does. And I'm going to let her tell you guys what, what her thing in life is and what she is currently so passionate about. So I'm going to leave her to fill you in on all the good stuff. So Tracy, let's just dive right in. Can you share with us? Tell us more about who you are, what you do, where you're from, and all the things about you so that we can get to know you a bit better. <laughs> sure. So yes, I'm Tracy Wu, and I am a violinist, uh, was born and raised in Las Vegas, and I currently live in Zurich, Switzerland. I mostly play classical music. But I also do other genres, but mostly classical music. Yeah. yeah. There's something about 
seeing Asians embracing art and our creative side that really intrigues me because I feel like that's not quite intrinsically built into our culture or our upbringing. It feels like we are being told that we need to do jobs that are either you're either a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer. Uh, if not, then no, you should not pursue anything on the creative side or the or the art side because they don't bring you money. You are just going to <laughs> lose your house and you're never going to have a family. So for me to hear and, and know someone personally who is pursuing uh, your music career as a full-time thing, it, it just... It intrigues me and I'm, it makes my heart so, so happy to know that you are doing that for yourself. It's awesome. So tell us a bit more, if you could, what the story that brought you to Switzerland. Why Zurich? Is there a story and a reason behind that? Well, yes. So, wow, there's also a lot to unpack just now there because it's so funny if we just go back to what you were saying before because I totally understand the Asian parents saying, yes, you need to be a doctor, lawyer. I actually really lucked out because my parents, they all have done music at some point in their lives or are still doing that. And um, and yes, but I've also gotten criticized by other people's parents of like, oh, what is, what is she doing? Like, why is she a musician <laughs> from other Asian parents? but um but yeah I do understand because it is really difficult it's not an easy path at all so I came here because um I'm actually finishing up my master's degree here so I'm primarily studying and I came here because actually at the time I had graduated from the Cleveland Institute of Music and I kind of was studying privately with a teacher at the time while doing some gigs and concerts here and there for about a year and a half. And I was playing at this one festival and I met um, a friend there. We were all playing some chamber music together and we were talking and said, hey, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, maybe I'll just go out and look for a job maybe in an orchestra or something, I didn't really think about doing a master's, which is kind of what most of us do, classical musicians, not everyone, but um, it's kind of normal for us to go to do a master's. Anyway, my friend said, hey, well, I think you would work really well um, at the school here in Zurich. Um, There's a teacher here I think you would really get along well with. And I thought, well, okay, anyway, I'm going to Italy. I had to play a small concert there and I will fly over to see and check out the place and see how it's, how it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was all very fast within like, I think like three months or something. Mm-hmm. I, I was here and I remember waking up and I was thinking, I woke up and I was like, where am I? Oh my God. <laughs> what? What? Why? What? How? Yeah, so (laughs) that's kind of how it, yeah, very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It sounded like you gave it an opportunity, basically. Like it came knocking on your door and you're like, you know what, why not? Let's let's just give it a shot and and what what could be worse. And then like you said, you were going to hop over to Italy anyway. Like why not just make one hop over and then check it out? And I guess there's something about that place and that opportunity that really resonates and inspired you and motivated you to like, yes, let's do this. So how long have you been there so far now? Um, it's actually been four years now. I think. Wow. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah. 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 So how do you feel about this whole experience of, of living, studying there? It's not too, really that long, right? But it's also not considered short. I think it's, it's sizable an amount of time enough to feel like you could maybe already resonate with parts of the culture it's people the way of life and things like that so what do you like most about the experience and what do you maybe not like so much about the experience wow um (laughs) there's a lot there so yes it's been about four years it's my second master's and (laughs) There's huge differences. I I have to say that for the first year, I think I was in this honeymoon phase 
Mm. of, ah, I'm in this new place. Let's, you know, it's so nice, everything. And then reality hits and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. snap out of it. You're going to figure out (laughs) what you're doing here, what is going on. It's definitely a very different place than the States, than what I'm used to. Um, I think Swiss people, well, what a lot of expats, I think, and foreigners kind of maybe complain about is that they're quite exclusive and to themselves. It's very difficult in a way to integrate But I think also being a musician, my world is so international Mm. that I'm lucky in that sense that I don't feel as much of an outsider um, in that sense. But I also really get how, for me, probably the biggest difference is how people, how the culture is and how things work here are very different than in the States. I think in the States, there's definitely more of this embrace of individuality and that it's much more, you know, be yourself kind of thing. I think here they, it's more of a, this is just from what I mm-hmm. have seen, because I think everyone's experience is different. Yeah. Um, that it's more like, okay, let's, let's not stick out. Let's blend together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um yeah, so it's a very different approach, but um, but also, I mean, in Switzerland, it's a country where everything works. <laughs> it's, you know, one of the top rated countries to live in the world. Um, Zurich, Geneva, and Vienna always top the three spots for cities, best cities to live in the world, um, but it's also incredibly expensive. Yeah. But then it equals out because if you do live here and you work here, it um, the salaries also speak for itself. So, mm. yeah, it's really a country of comfort in that sense. Yeah. I think it's it's so clean. You've got beautiful landscapes. Everything works. It's not like the New York subway system. <laughs> so, yeah, in that sense, it's it's almost a bit kind of jarring at first because it's so in a sense perfect and it's funny because I remember when I first moved here I was so shocked at how how well everything worked how clean it was Mm. and I where I live it's not the nicest street in town it's actually part of like the red light district and people think that it's oh, it's, you know, it's so bad. Like, I think the, the mm. in general, like the Swiss probably might see it as, oh, it's not a good area. But for me, to be honest, when I saw a bit of graffiti, I was like, oh, this <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Okay. So there's, there's a few crazies here. <laughs> but <laughs> I can live perfect. with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But of course, I mean, you know, it's, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's really a great place. It's Mm. amazing in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I really love how the conversation is going because I feel like I'm getting a like locals insight of how, um, how living in a place like Switzerland can be. And that's one thing that I definitely missed about traveling and experiencing different cultures because I don't really like going to um, the touristic areas like being able to really kind of immerse in um, the day-to-day of how people live it's really more my jam so the fact that I haven't traveled in the past year and a half almost to hear you share this part this little snippet of uh, Switzerland with me uh, it's really nice like I feel a warm feeling in my heart so it's like, oh, and I think in addition to that, it just hearing you describe how Switzerland is, it kind of reminds me of Singapore. Just a few characteristics, yes. the whole thing about how it's clean, it's developed, um, it has a sophisticated, say, public transportation. And those things aside, it's actually really expensive to live in. Like it just kind of all checks the box for me. I'm like, yeah, that's Singapore, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. It's so exactly. funny. Yeah, like yeah, it's exactly like Singapore. Actually, in that sense, it um well, they always say um Singapore is like the Switzerland of Asia, but mm-hmm. then I guess you could say vice versa too. <laughs> 
but yeah, it, it really is kind of, it's safe, it's clean, everything works. And yeah, yeah it's also a small country. It is. Um, that's also something that I didn't realize I wasn't used to until I came here. Right. <laughs> it's like, in three hours, <laughs> I get from Las Vegas, not even maybe four hours, let's say three, four hours from Las Vegas to um, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But here in three hours, you've toured the whole country. <laughs> yes, that's, the same. that's exactly how I feel, like the comparison between Singapore and Texas. I mean, obviously, Texas is like completely on the other spectrum in terms of like size. It's like three hours later, I'm still only in Austin, like it is still like miles out of wherever yeah. Texas. I'm like, this is this is incredible. Yeah, it's it's so different. And I like how you touched on uh the part about the sense of individualism and community. That's also quite a stalking thing between Singapore and and the US. And also in this case, apparently Switzerland and the US too. I feel like people are more they want to be part of a team. They want to feel like they're part of a thing. Whereas here in the US, it's the complete opposite. It's like, no, like yes. it's about me. It's about my freedom. It's about how yeah. my life is. You know, it's so different. And it inherently impacts how you are a part of society, right? How you contribute, how you how you give and how you serve. Um, yes. And it, it plays in such a big part. And that to me, it's a culture just shock almost when I first came around here and I'm sure you probably felt the same when you first went to Switzerland right yeah Yeah. it's funny it might have been just the opposite kind of and I because I do you know I I have both my parents are from China originally and so I felt like when I came here I had to be more in tune with that side of myself or that side kind of seemed like ah okay fits more of how the um society is running in in that sense so yeah it, it's really fascinating how is that it, like for you like oh wait now I feel like that part of me that's kind of been in the background for all the years that I've been in the U.S. needs to kind of be forefront now like how is that mm-hmm. for you when you made that realization I wouldn't say that it was was it uncomfortable uh, Um, I think it was something that I probably needed to get a little bit more used to, but I would say that it's kind of in in the middle because it's not quite like it would be like if I was in China, for example, it's kind of this middle ground, but I definitely had to probably make some adjustments to just how I approach certain situations And yeah, the systems here are also very different, how they work. I mean, government systems are are a different thing. I think that is really what they do here is is so organized and it works really well. So all that bureaucracy stuff, I'm all for. (laughs) Um, It's very easy. Um, I don't think it's like that in any other country. (laughs) So kudos to them. But uh, yeah, but I think... In general, as we're talking about such subtle things that you can't really pinpoint every day on, but it's just these subtleties of how you carry out and live your life that you do feel. And so it was a little bit of an adjustment. And I think it was this underlying feeling. It did make me question whether or not this was going to be a place for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I wonder if it's also like that for you. Yeah, sense. hand to heart. Like I've only been here for three years now, almost. I would be lying if I'd say that, oh, I, this feels like home now. You know, it's still, uh, it's not quite there yet. And I'm told it usually has to pass like the fifth year mark or something before it would start kind of sinking in. Um, but yeah, I've, I feel like I'm kind of walking through this with an as, as positive, as open a heart as possible to the possibilities that are available here. Um, but that's still a lot about Singapore that I still miss. There's a lot about Singapore that I feel like I wish there was more of here too. Like for instance, I 
I enjoy the accessibility of things, um, just being able to walk through things. Like I remember one of the fun things that I really like doing on the weekends is just cafe hopping. Like I'll just go to a street that's just real artsy and then you just walk to one store to the other. I, like you yes. just stop and sit for a cup of coffee and listen to some nice duo just playing so a little bit like New Orleans if you have been to New Orleans before and I'm like yeah that that reminds me of how it's like on a weekend night on an artsy street in Singapore and I kind of miss having that or being more around that another big part is really missing the element of community there's something about that that I really enjoy this idea of of people wanting to like serve and uh, bring each other up and uh, cheering each other along and instead of working against each other work with each other and then see the magic that kind of comes out from that union like I I do miss that um, and I wish there was more of that here in the U.S. too so yes. um, so yeah so there are definitely things that uh, I miss and still feel like I am still having to try and call us home i'm still working on that so yeah, yeah. i think it, it takes time and i i completely understand the aspect of community i think is so important it's really important the people who are around yeah because they can really definitely bring you up mm-hmm. <laughs> when things aren't going great but then also right. it's so nice to have that support system that's one thing that i would really miss um, because uh, w- when you were speaking about the cafes and things like that, because I have to say, I have to admit that out of my friend group circle, I was the last person to get my driver's license. <laughs> and I, um, I am not so fond of driving, but I, I get it. You know, if I have to do it, I'll do it. But uh, yeah, I, I like the walking around. I like having that that atmosphere around so mm-hmm. yes <laughs> I think it's funny that you brought that up because uh, I just made a post on Instagram a week ago about my first car here in the U.S. too and it's my first ever car I, I've never had to drive in Singapore so mm. I actually got my driver's license at 32 years old in, in, in the U.S., right? And it's like, it's it's amazing how um, I remember how I used to tell myself all the time that I hate driving. Like I'd rather be chauffeured around. And it's that I tried to take the <laughs> test one time in Singapore and I failed. And I was like, see, you, like, you know, that's it. Like I, I, I can't do this. And then for me to come to one of the most treacherous traffic situations or driving situations in the U.S. and have my license drove around for the past two or three years now. And like, it's like sometimes when you allow yourself to like step outside of your comfort zone and just try something. And now I can say that I have the skills to drive. And I even dare say that I think I do enjoy um, driving more than I thought I did. It's kind of nice to have that sense of independence and that ability to like transport yourself from one place to the other, right? And um, and if you then start enjoying the sights along the roads, depending on where you're driving, then um, there's also beauty about that, that you don't get sitting in a train in, in public transportation and things like that. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there are good things that's coming out of, of this whole uprooting and whole transition. And I'm sure it's the same for you as well. I can tell that Switzerland has a special place in your heart um, at this point. I wanted to kind of go back a little bit and see if we could unpack um, some parts of where we talked about how your parents are also very artistically inclined. So they have been very supportive of your entire journey with uh, being a violinist and being in Switzerland and pursuing your master's. I wonder for, say, the other people in your life, friends, extended family, family of families, parents or friends, when you hear or receive any notion of them doubting your choice? How did that make you feel and how did you overcome that doubt? Well, I have to say that it wasn't so much doubt that I've received from others. I think because I am definitely my most harshest critic, it really didn't bother me so much. And actually, I have to say that it was definitely my parents who, in a way, they kind of chose this path for me. 
because I think they might have seen something that I didn't quite see. And to be very honest, just uh, last year, I was seriously considering quitting. And then the last five months, I was also really um, contemplating whether or not I wanted to still continue because it was also, it's such a difficult journey. It's not easy at all. But um, I think I'm so lucky to have a great support system at home. And I think they do really understand the difficulties it is to become a violinist. So yeah, in that sense, yeah, the other people, well, (laughs) <laughs> right like if like if you can wake up to yourself and feel like you have already made yourself proud everyone else is like it's fine I got this <laughs> yeah uh for me I mean yeah that's that's something I'm definitely my harshest critic and that was something also I was overcoming because I put my self-worth in violin and I kind of had this attachment of thinking that okay, if I didn't play this well, that's like, in a sense, that's like, oh, I'm a bad person. But actually, it's not that way. I'm also a person and my work is my work. You know, that's the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely resonate to parts of that. It's a very artist type of thing that I kind of... Um, have heard and known from just being around more creative people like it's hard to find that detachment and I feel like it's it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time type of thing where it's like I'm here doing my day job and it's not really quite aligning with my deepest purpose and I'm looking at you and I'm like I'm so I'm so envy of you that you could actually do your work and be immersed in what you are passionate about on a day-to-day basis. But then if you're not careful, like you said, it's it's hard for you to detach that my self-worth is one thing and this is my the art um that and and the skill that I that I am honing, that I, I have honed. Even without that, I'm still like a full person. You know? Right. Um, it, it it almost reminds me of like just being in a relationship, right? You know how people get into a relationship and some of them go into it thinking that, oh, I'm 50%. I'm looking for my 50% and together we are 100 versus I am 100%. And hey, hi, like, thanks for complimenting me. And thanks for being a team member to this. But without you, I am still as complete a person as I am, you know? So it, it feels like kinda, it kind of, it's kind of similar just thinking about it that way. Oh, you went dark. <laughs> not romantic for a bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that okay>? <laughs> <laughs> right we're talking about relationships um so on say moments or days like that how do you pick yourself up how do you like what what would you tell yourself or what would you do to kind of get out of that funk I think something that really helped me was giving myself more credit mm-hmm. and That was something that I, well, you know, it comes with the whole being your own harshest critic and thing. And um, when I started giving myself more credit, I thought, ah, okay. So I, at least I did do that. And then I did do this, you know, it's not so bad. And yeah, being a bit more, a bit more gentle and kind to myself. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, because I don't think you would speak like that to a friend, right? Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, just being kind to yourself, which yeah. I think if you told me that before, I would just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? I think it's also kind of this this hard, like, you know, work ethic kind of side. I yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's part of just our upbringing too. Like this whole thing about how you need to work hard and that's like working hard. Like there's no such thing as working smart, just work hard and it will get you there. Like you put in your 16 hours a day and you will get there. Exactly. Like you said, right? It's so easy to just be hard on ourselves the most, you know, and and like you said, I think that's a really good advice that you gave right there, which is um, in the next time you talk to yourself, just be be mindful about being kind, be mindful about giving yourself more grace and more compassion. And I think one thing I also learned is that this whole 
like the process is not linear, right? It's not like exactly that here, and it's just going to like go and it's like it's just full of like messy lines all over the place. And mm-hmm. you need to sometimes when it's going, say, in a direction that you don't want it to go, to be able to be like it's okay, and to give yourself more grace, like you would uh, to a best friend. Like when a best friend comes to you and he or she feeling down you are not going to be criticizing him or her you'll be you know be really kind with your words and your approach so that's a good tip I like that <laughs> yeah and I think that's the thing um talking about the whole journey I guess the process it's it's not really about that that end goal it's infinite in that sense um and when I think that was also something that I I learned some time ago as well, that it's not about the end result, that if we focus on the process itself, it's much more liberating. It's much more enjoyable. But of course, I mean, the whole topic of goals and setting that, it's a whole nother subject. But right. and there's, I think there's kind of an art to doing that too, a little <laughs> bit, you know, breaking it down, little steps and ultimately yeah reaching a certain type of goal or different types of goals but yeah it's I I really I agree with the point that yeah it's it's not linear and embracing the fact that it's all part of the process that there is going to be failures there are going to be very difficult times but the important thing I guess is just showing up like just going back every day even if it's a little bit it'll take care of itself Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, which is what we learned. What the golden words of Kathy, which is to trust the process, yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's truly been one of my and my mantras. Just getting through like the first couple of harsh, hard, challenging years of being foreign to a place and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's more about just savoring what comes along the way and what comes along when you say yes to things and no to things uh, in terms of drawing boundaries. And then, um, yeah, just let, just see how that unfolds for you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also the fascinating part is that we are able to speak mm-hmm. about these things and we're from completely different areas exactly. of, and subjects. And, um, and even though I'm a musician, we also need more conversations like this in a sense too, because yeah. it's, um, yeah, it, I think it's really important. Mm. No, I'm glad, I'm glad that we were able to dive into this conversation. So some of my listeners, what I, what I also hear is that um, they struggle with things like imposter syndrome. They struggle with like, Say for me, I'm speaking also for myself. Like when I first came around to the to the US, it felt kind of bleak. I well, I came with a day job. Uh, they made arrangements for me, so I had that. But it also felt like I only had that and my relationship, and everything else was zero. And I have to like start from scratch and start from a, a very uncomfortable, scary, unknown type of place. Um, so like, I wanted to apply that to your experience when you say, let's go back four or five years when you made that decision to like, just leave and go to Switzerland. What would you say, just thinking back on that, if, if my listeners are like, they have a desire in their heart, they want to pursue something, but then that's also like a fear around failure judgment what would you say would be like an advice that you could share to like help them kind of get out of that mindset well my decision to come here was really in a way spontaneous (laughs) I really didn't think about it long term I always thought ah yeah I'll figure it out when when the time comes Mm. um (laughs) <laughs> oh young that's a, but that's, anyway that's a great advice um, too right it's also to like trust the whisper right and yes I mean I always think that I wanted to come to Europe at some point mm-hmm. so I thought okay maybe this is the chance so I just kind of jumped on it but I I actually think that failures are part of the whole process right like we were speaking about that earlier yeah. um I, I remember I had I was just giving this talk to some students at this 
uh, this violin class at this university, and I was speaking about advice that I wish I I had received when I was younger, which was one of them was how to deal with rejection as well. It's exactly that we will probably all encounter that at some point in our lives, and um, I think it's really about hopefully choosing something that you truly really believe in and making that the center of attention as opposed to the results of certain things like the outcomes that what happens you know if you didn't win this competition or you didn't get this job or you know I think it's if you truly love it and that that also kind of goes together with what I was thinking about before because I always received the comment of, yeah, don't care about what other people think of you. And, you know, I, but I don't know if I really understood that because I don't know. I, of course, it's like, yes, of course, you shouldn't care about what other people think. But I think it's more of if you truly believe in what you're doing and you love what you do, you will be so engrossed in it that it doesn't even matter what other people think because it's like, well, I'm doing this because I want to do it. I believe in it. What other people say, just let them say it. That's their thing. Exactly. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Like what they want to say, they will say it anyways, right? And it's yeah. more a reflection of who and how they are. It's more, more than who and how you are. It's easy to let that affect you, but I think once you have, like you say, the conviction and the passion in what you do, um, I think it can be equally easy to keep the focus on that versus what others have to say about your journey, because it's your journey anyway. Right, exactly. And um, imposter syndrome, I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all, it's all in there. I think also the realization that, oh, yeah, I'm not the only one that feels imposter syndrome. That also opened up my eyes a lot because meeting people outside of my world who also encounter the same things also really opened up my eyes. Right. I think at the end of the day, if we wake up every day feeling more more aligned and better and more attuned with who and how we want to be in this world than ourselves were yesterday. I think that's already something to be really proud of. And let's compare less and just have more compassion for ourselves more. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's also good. I love it. I want to hear about what you're looking forward to this year. Well, I'm really looking forward to graduating. I feel like this is kind of a cliffhanger moment because I have this huge exam at the end of May mm-hmm. and it's kind of a determination of whether or not I will want to stay here or not after I'm I'm kind of in the middle of everything. I do want to kind of dive into other subject areas possibly and I may or may not move back to the U.S. or maybe I find a job here mm-hmm. um, but kind of options are very open right now. So I feel like there's going to be some big change happening, Mm. but I'm very much looking forward to it. Change is not always uh, easy, but then I can tell that you are excited about it. So that makes it so much more appealing. Like it's like, well, like I'm just willing to welcome whatever comes my way and uh, like, I'll just pivot my life accordingly. Right. Um, And that's, that's, that's a nice thing about about being young. <laughs> I mean, and I say it like I'm some old lady, but no, I feel like that's a nice thing about having having support and having no obligations in a way. And I it's like I try to think about a time in my life where that was it. And it felt like it felt like the moment I hit my 20s was when all of a sudden I felt a need to take on the responsibility to be financially responsible towards my parents, myself. And I felt like that was the point that I kind of threw out this whole notion of like living my uh, purpose and just going out there and trying things out. And um, honestly, I have to thank my day job for providing me the opportunity to have actually seen other parts of the world because I may not have had, had given myself that if, if not for um, the fact that my job provided me that opportunity. If I had an opportunity to turn back time, I would have loved to have, like spend my 20s just 
living, you know, instead of worrying too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> you talked to me five months prior to this, I would not be saying any of these answers. <laughs> well, not maybe half of them would be very different. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, I also understand like, you know, for you too, moving to another country is completely, it's, it's very difficult. And I have to say, yeah. That's also one reason why I was thinking maybe I would go back to the States. Maybe I would stay here. I was a huge anxious worry bug when I like before. And now it's kind of I'm just embracing what the unknown and what's to come. And it's not easy, but I think it really helped when I looked inward and tried to figure out what it was that I was doing my life is this really what I wanted to do why am I doing this just getting it all out there um yeah and figuring that out really helped a lot mm-hmm. so yeah I can definitely see the growth uh, in you for having put yourself through that process of just deep diving with yourself and connecting deeply with your deepest desires so I'm just excited about what's in store for you going forward and that's awesome Tracy um I want you to share with my listeners if they are interested to be in your realm of awesomeness, if they want to catch your music, things like that, where can they find you? Sure. Um, So I'm also very bad with technology right now, but it will be up and running hopefully after this month. But I am... On Instagram, I have barely anything on there, but it's it's Curious Violinist, at Curious Violinist. And yes, I will have a website as well. Um, probably uh, just Google Tracy Boo, B-U, violin, and mm-hmm. I'm sure. I will make sure that the links to your Instagram and your upcoming website are just available in the show notes and then people can just go check them out and follow your beautiful journey. Um, All right. I like to close the sessions with a series of rapid fire questions. They are fun to do. So if you're up for it, let's let's go for it. Okay. Um, I have one here that's, what is your favorite thing to do during self-care? Oh, self-care. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Taking a walk. I love taking walks. I love exploring new cafes. That's also, I love playing around on my bass guitar, mm-hmm. electric bass guitar, which is kind of something oh um, I picked up last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Oh, yes. So amazing. So like I so, so musically inclined, like so cool. I do remember, well, I hope my mom is not listening to this, but if she is, like she knows that, like she knows that I sometimes still like I still hold grudges, like, why didn't you teach me some kind of meat of instrument when I was like a baby growing up? It would be like it would be such a different thing now if I actually do learn or know oh. how to use an instrument. It's so funny. Like I tell her that oh, all the time. I'm like, learn now. I'm you like, why still- didn't you why didn't you sign me out for ballet? Like I'll be I would grow <laughs> so much more gracious. Like, why didn't you sign me up as like a dance person? It's so funny. Like I just <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you sign me up for swimming classes? Because I don't know how to swim, actually. So <laughs> I'm kind of ashamed. Oh, uh, <laughs> you can all still do those things. You know? There's that fear yeah. in you as you grow older. It's like, it's harder to overcome that, right? Like when you're a kid, you're like, I don't care. You just dive into the water and whatever <laughs> happened, happens. But now it's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I I I understand that yeah, yeah that you get a bit nervous it was like mm-hmm. my, my friend and I we were jumping off a bridge well she was the one who was like yes please let's let's go jump off this bridge into the into the river and um I was definitely afraid because I'm very afraid of heights mm-hmm. but then we get to the ledge and she was the one that was freaking out and then I was like <laughs> you can hilarious. do it you know this is this is just one moment. If you don't do this, we're gonna regret this because this is like the last day of summer. You know, just do it. You're gonna be so proud of yourself. 
and oh my goodness and every time I would jump first and she would be latched on <laughs> but then we 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 made it in the end so <laughs> funny that 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 snippet reminded me of the movie book smart I'm not sure if you watched that one It's this no, movie called Book Smart about two girls who are really smart and studious in school. And it was like the last day or last week in school. And they're like, we need to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Love that. Okay. Um, next question here. Are you currently reading or listening to any books? Um, I'm currently reading The War of Art. The War of Art, not the Art. No, yes, yes. I always get them to those two confused. The Art of War and the War of Art. I've read them. Well, I've yeah, <laughs> but it's a absolutely great book. Mm. Um, I'm I'm like halfway there. He's talking about um the self and the ego. Mm. It's um it's such a great book. I so recommend it for anyone. Yeah, yeah he talks about resistance, which is kind of just the thing in between. Yeah. between doing you know figuring everything out and then actually going to do it right. and um yeah so it's it's great yeah no I'll, i'll i'll make sure that's available in the show notes as well because i love recommending books um because i love mm. to read also um so yeah definitely okay let's do one last question here what would be the first thing you desire to do after we tied over the pandemic oh Um, well, I guess because I'm a musician, I would have to say concerts. Yay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yay. Although I know that they kind of are happening, but in kind of yeah. COVID measured right. kind of restrictions, mm-hmm. it's just kind of not, it's not the same, you know, and I, I did this, um, live stream virtual concert, um, project last week. It just was so strange to play with no audience <laughs> um and yeah it's like okay are we on are we not on <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of surreal yeah. so I wait for actual concerts yeah, yeah. That, would, that, that would be so awesome like we love going out to concerts too um both the classical type and also like the mm-hmm. more rock band outdoor concert type and now like the measure that they the covid measure they have is put you in like pods so it's no longer like a sea of people and you're like you know throwing your hands up in the air type of thing so it's very different and i'm not sure that i that I'm for that. I'm like, I kind of want things to go back to normal in that sense, you know? Of course. And yeah. like, you know, in those concerts, meeting like crazy people, it's always, it's always entertaining, yeah, it's right? Of, yeah, exactly. It's part of the whole experience. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Tracy, this has been so fun. I loved this conversation with you. Um, it felt so close to heart and like someone who I can just keep going with and someone who understands um, someone who, you know, resonates with the, with a lot of the struggles inside, outside our environment and our lives and things like that. So thank you so much for sharing your story and being here in this space with me and my listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's it's such a pleasure and it's so fun to speak with you every time. <sighs> that was just so, so fun and so heartwarming, wasn't it? Tracy is just such a light in the world and she is just so personable, so down to earth and so warm. <laughs> I love that even though this is scary for her and this is totally outside of her comfort zone that she said yes to the opportunity. And I think she did great as her first and next messy step on being on a podcast. So kudos to you, Tracy. I am so glad, so happy that we got to connect and we got to share both our experiences of living abroad. And I think what fascinates me having gone through all these interviews and conversations and meeting people, especially through the coaching program, what still fascinates me to this day is the notion that it really doesn't matter which part of the world we're living in, how we're brought up, where we come from, who our parents are, which zip code we live in. This notion, this idea that we all 
uh, resonate around the same energy. We have the same fear as we have the same uh, imposter syndrome, and we all experience that all at the same level. Still fascinates me up to this day, and I am so fortunate to have gained so much insight and to feel like I am not alone in this journey towards finding awareness, towards living my best life, towards knowing and loving myself more. Tracy, if you are listening to this, I want to thank you again so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your story and your experience with me and my audience. I wish for nothing but in the most blessed of experiences to come your way, no matter how it's going to look like for you going forward. Stay connected, please, with me, regardless of whether you are in Switzerland or back in Vegas. I look forward to hear from you. So I mentioned in the intro that um, I have an announcement to make. This episode marks the 20th episode on this podcast, and that means we have now come around and come along 20 weeks later since I started this podcast. So I wanted to take the opportunity to announce that this would be the end of season one, but fret not, I am actively and busily creating and thinking about what season two is going to look like. That was was a part of the introspection and thinking that I've been kind of doing uh, over the course of the past weeks and months. I've been trying to think about what kind of content to create, what kind of conversations to bring to you. Um, there might or might not be a change in the name. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of mulling over it and I'm I'm feeling pulled towards a name change, but I'm gonna keep you updated and posted if that is actually really happening. But for now, I would like to do a call to action to you because I would I would love to create a podcast that serves you, that holds space for you. So I would love to hear from you and learn about what would you like to listen to? What would you like to hear? What kind of conversations would you like to be held in this space? What kind of guests would you like me to bring on? I would love to hear your thoughts, opinions, creative ideas, if any, because uh, that would be so fun to kind of create and develop the next phase of this podcast with not just myself, but with you guys. So there's different ways that you could reach me and share your feedback and opinion with me. Either DM me on Instagram at resilient.and.rooted or send me an email at hello.resilientandrooted at gmail.com. I cannot wait to hear from you and I cannot wait to come back to you with season two of the podcast. I promise you that it's not going to be that much of a break. I'll be back real soon. In the meantime, friends, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for bringing me here, for joining me on this journey, for holding this space, and for allowing me to use this platform to share my story, to inspire you. And I hope that the content and the conversations that have been shared on this podcast have helped you, have supported you, have given you strength and resilience and hope and show you ways as to how you could stay rooted to who you are and, and also trust that who you truly are is enough, is worthy, is needed. Thank you so much again for being here with me. I look forward to coming back real, real soon. In the meantime, take care. I love you. Friends, I cannot express enough how thankful I am that you're here spending your time with me. I know life gets busy and I truly believe that time is easily the greatest gift that one can give. I do not take this for granted, so here's me saying thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm curious, did you enjoy this episode? Were there parts that were shared or discussed during the episode relatable? Or did you find yourself getting curious or enlightened about something we talked about? 
Whatever it may be, I want you to know that I would love to hear from you. You can do so by either connecting and direct messaging me on Instagram at resilient underscore and underscore rooted, or if you would like to reach out to me in a slightly more formal way, you can write to me at hello dot resilient and rooted at gmail dot com. Any feedback, thoughts, or even topics that you wish for us to dive deeper into. I'm more than welcome to receive those messages from you, and I cannot wait to hear them. Could you think of one friend who would enjoy and find what was shared in this episode valuable? If so, I encourage you to share the link to the show with them, because not only would you be helping a friend feel more supported and less alone as they navigate through a challenging season in their life, you'll also be helping your girl here get the show out to others who could use this safe space and this community right now. Once again, thank you so much for being here and for allowing me to bring this life-giving experience into your years and life. And thank you so much for growing and journeying with me on this one hack of an adventure called life. I'll speak to you next week. <music>